France, Bolivia, Peru, Hungary, Estonia, Romania, New York City. I'm talking not about the tour of some rock band. That's a small list of locations where you can find works by Gustav Eiffel. Ladies and gentlemen, homies and fellows, sisters and brothers, everyone who is here, welcome to the Culture Digger podcast. My name is Sandy Reeves and we're starting the episode number nine. Let's go! Today we are talking about genius from the world of engineering and architecture. That's Gustav Eiffel. And he is known not only with the tower from Paris and with the Statue of Liberty. I'll try to be shorter and give you my feelings about this wonderful personality. And I would like to give a small reminder for new listeners, that Culture Digger is a podcast about architecture and design, decade reviews, music, culture, art, history and a bit of psychology. Maybe these items I call often like other interesting stuff. And we're starting, we're going to the topic of today. The fuel of modern world is irony. And not only because of the smiles on our faces, but also because the history can give us some extraordinary examples when we know some personality only from the one side. And Gustav Eiffel is a nice example of such situation. Why I decided to talk today about Eiffel's works and achievements? Because in my head, till that day, Eiffel was only recognized with the tower in Paris and nothing else. I do not know who was Eiffel in his life, what were his main projects besides the tower in Paris and Statue of Liberty. And I find that it's a really important information if you are a tourist, if you want to visit France, if you want to understand the size, the amount of success and influence of this person in world of architecture when you're looking at this tower on or on or and or at on or and or at <laughs> sorry please for that i have the worst diction in this world and right now i'm really ready to continue this episode at the moment of the construction of eiffel tower gustav eiffel have already been an influential and noticeable architect and engineer of his time. And what projects became a starting point for this influential architect and engineer? These were bridges and railways. After graduating in 1855, Eiffel produced his first bridge. It was a 22-meter-long iron bridge for the Saint-Germain Railway. In his 25, Gustav Eiffel becomes the head of the research department of the Belgian Railway Equipment Company. That time, that company had a project of building a railway bridge over the river Garonne at Bordeaux, starting with the task of assembling the metalwork. Eiffel took all the responsibility for the project to the moment of the end of this project. And that was a really great success for this engineer. 
he got the attention of few influential personalities, including the structural engineer Stanislav Delarouche-Toulet, the engineer-politician Jean-Baptiste Kranz, and the German engineer Wilhelm Nordling. And I would like to notice that it was a much bigger bridge, not 22, but 500 meters. After this, Gustav starts his own practice as engineer consultant in 1864. In his works and expertise, Gustav prefers iron constructions due to their durability and low weight. And after it, Gustav hadn't been staying for a long time as a standalone consultant in 1864, Eiffel and Belgian engineer Teofile Seyrig form the company named Eiffel at Sea from the French Eiffel and Company. In 1875, this company got a really interesting project. It was the terminal station for the Vienna to Budapest Railway in Budapest. And I pay attention to this exact building because here we can see the delight of Gustav Eiffel. We can see something completely different that he provides to the world of that time. He was innovative and he really loved all these metallic constructions. And for your understanding, the typical building of the mid of the 19th century didn't have any metallic constructions on its facades. Maybe few details or some constructive element that was okay, but not the main part of the facades of the building. And if you will take a look at the photo of this station, you will be amazed maybe because you will find something from the design, for my feelings, from the end of the 19th century. Too many glass, too many metal on it. We have the main part of the front of the building made with metal and glass, and it looks incredible. Extremely beautiful building, just look at it. And now I would like to say my thankful words to Encyclopedia of Art and Design, visualartscork.com and Wikipedia and many other sources that I have used to provide you this episode. I'll give all the links where you can find more detailed information about every project that I'm describing now. And we're going further. The Bridge Over the Dora. One more noticeable project that Eiffel and Sia got in the same year, 1875. The project was given by the Royal Portuguese Railroad Company and they provided a really serious and difficult task. The river was fast flowing, 20 meters deep according to Wikipedia, and the central span of this bridge should be 160 meters in length. That was greater than the longest span which had been built at the time. The benefit that Eiffel provided with his view on this project was the cost. He was the winner and he had a really great competitors like Jean-Baptiste Kranz, Henry Dyne and Leon Molinas. If you have any concept about modern process of construction, you understand that metallic constructions are really fast to be built. And Gustav Eiffel made some things 
Brady vastly for that time. Starting in January 1876, the work was complete by the end of October 1877, and there was a really wonderful ceremony of opening this bridge by King Louis I and Queen Maria Pia, after whom the bridge was named on the 4th of November. The triumph of Eiffel et Sia repeated. The year 1879 was the end of the partnership of Eiffel and Seyrig, and the company Eiffel et Sia was renamed to the Eiffel Establishment Company. Sorry, dear friends, I have no ability to pronounce it in French, so you can find all the original names in sources that I'll provide into the description of this episode. And exact this company gonna work with the legendary Statue of Liberty. For your understanding, Eiffel provided metallic constructions that were constructive elements of this wonderful, remembering, legendary monument. Rosette Viaduct and Nice Observatory, Jarabit Viaduct, there were too many wonderful examples of work by Eiffel and his partners. And please save my life after this pronunciation. I hope that it is 5% correct. Nearly 5 or 15, that's gonna be great. I just wanted to provide you examples of masterpieces by Gustav Eiffel. You should also know that Gustav Eiffel was also a scientist, and in the end of his life, he stopped to take part in projects of some construction. He just went into aerodynamics and meteorology and made few important works in it. So modern specialists just can't give you an exact assessment where the influence by Gustav Eiffel was bigger in science or in architecture. And here is the time of my main thesis for this episode. Let me start. In one of my previous episodes, where I'm talking about the recognizing of architecture, I have spoken that architecture has three dimensions, form, function and culture. But that's my point of view. And usually we talk about form and function in case of architecture. I paid your attention to that station in Budapest because that was a great sign for 1875 that function of the building or of its constructive elements can dictate the form. It was a nonsense for the 19th century, but that was the base for architecture of the 20th century and sometimes for modern architecture. So, right now I think you can realize how innovative and brave was Gustav Eiffel with his works during his life. He was a real forerunner for the architecture of the 20th century. He gave to architects of the future, after his life, the tools to create constructions faster and with the elegance of pure metal without anything from the past. Architects of functionalism and constructivism schools 
they believed that functions should define form, and the main years of these architects were 20s of the 20th century. And what a coincidence, Gustav Eiffel dies in 1923, the year of delight of avant-garde in architecture of functionalism, if I remember correctly, the Bauhaus Institute was already working in that year, and architect Corbusier had a really beautiful quote about the quid of Eiffel. I bring to the tower the testimony of a tireless pilgrim across the world, in the cities, in the savannah, in the pampas, in the desert, on the ghats and on the estuaries, everywhere, among the humble and among the others, the tower is in the heart of everyone, symbol of a beloved Paris, beloved symbol of Paris. Many thanks to you, dear listener, that you're here and listening to Culture Digger Podcast. See you in next Wednesday. Please subscribe, subscribe. And these services, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Podbean, Twitter. I'm here. I'm waiting for your response. Listen to the shows of my friends. Paul and Grief Show, Tell Me I'm Wrong Podcast. You're really great that you're here with me. I'm glad so much that I have my audience listening to my words. That's a pleasure for me. Bye.